It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Help support your local businesses. Whether they're your corner stores, coffee spots, or favorite shops, local businesses have always been on your team, supporting you and your community. But right now, more than ever, local businesses need our support. So let's be there for them. The next time you go shopping, make the choice to shop at local businesses and look for the contactless symbol and tap to pay with a contactless visa to help support your community because where and how you shop matters. Visa, everywhere you want to be, official partner of the NFL. You are Locked On Bengals, your daily Cincinnati Bengals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day. What up, Bengals fans, and welcome to another episode of the Lockdown Bengals podcast. It's Wednesday. The Bengals went back to practice, and Geno Atkins went back to practice for the first time in about a month at this point. We'll get you the updates on the full injury report, including a few surprises. And then Jim Turner met with the media today. And Jim Turner defended his offensive line's play, at least his right tackle's play. He was a little bit more reasonable, I think, about the rest of the unit. He did lead the press conference by saying we have to get better. So we'll talk about Jim Turner's comments in segment two of the show. Then in segment three, James Rapine and Tony Wiggins talk Jaguars-Bengals as we are getting closer and closer to the Bengals' first win of the season coming this Sunday. Do you hear that confidence, James? How do you like that? <laughs> I like it because it means we're one day closer to you wooing. Wouldn't we all love that to happen? We're going to get started by taking a look at the full injury report, but the good news is that Geno Atkins was back at practice today in some capacity. He was in full pads. He had his helmet. The official injury report lists him as a limited participant in practice. But the fact that he participated at all on Wednesday makes me believe this is going to be the week we see Geno Atkins debut for the Cincinnati Bengals in 2020, barring a a setback that I I don't think there's any reason to expect. I certainly hope not. And you're right, Jake. He was active on Wednesday. I got to see part of practice, got to see him start to go through individual drills. Mouthpiece It's the first time I saw Geno Atkins with a mouthpiece. And in probably a month or so, you know, I haven't been keeping track of the days, but good to see him out there. You still can't tell which shoulder, which is interesting to me. So like he's been dealing with this shoulder, but he was holding his helmet in his, his right arm or right hand rather uh, for most of the, the stretching and stuff before he, he started to stretch. And then he at the beginning of individual drills used his left shoulder against the tackling dummy. So I'm not sure which one it is. Uh, and the Bengals have have been very discreet on what's exactly bothering Gino, but uh, hopefully whatever it is, it's it's cured or close to cured so he can get back out there on Sunday. At least they didn't list it as a shoulders injury the way they listed Randy Bullock's injury. <laughs> Calves. <laughs> Calves. Have some other injuries to talk about, though, and there are some surprises on this list for me. Mackenzie Alexander apparently is dealing with two injuries, both a ribs injury and a hamstring injury. He did not practice today. 
Mike Daniels and Carlos Dunlap got the days off for rest days, not injury related, although Mike Daniels still dealing with that groin injury, I believe, did not have his best performance on Sunday, although his presence, just being able to play in the lineup just really helps to keep guys fresh, and he's going to be better than guys coming off the practice squad. The other surprise for me is Logan Wilson, who apparently was concussed at some point. He may not have reported it until after the game, or maybe he was concussed some other time, but he did not participate in practice with a concussion, and that to me makes it unlikely that he will get back onto the field in week four after he had a really good game in week three. Rounding out the injury report as limited participants in practice, Mike Jordan limited with a knee injury. AJ sounds like he got at least part of the day off, limited participant in practice, but it says that it's just a rest day. And Darius Phillips, again, dealing with a knee injury. He was a limited participant in practice on Wednesday. And look, there there are a couple shocks there. Um, and, and, and you really wonder about this cornerback room. If if they don't have Mackenzie Alexander, who plays that nickel role and, and, and who can do it well? This is a capable Jaguars wide receiving core, you know, led by and we'll learn more about it later, but uh, led by DJ Chark, who I think is going to be back this week as well. So uh, it, it, the last thing you want is to get Geno Atkins back and then to be missing, you know, a guy like Logan Wilson, who does seem like it's he's going to be out after taking a step forward. But then also compound that by missing Mackenzie Alexander, potentially uh, it, it would be tough. And, and you hope Darius Phillips as well, who has been dealing with a knee on and off for the past month or so. Uh, you hope that's just minor and maintenance and, and he's a full go later in the week. And he's had some deep issues throughout his career. He started one year on the PUP list, the pup list with a knee issue. He had a knee issue in season. So this isn't new for him. And we'll hope that it doesn't linger and that it doesn't become chronic because the Bengals are relying on Darius Phillips really long term this season to be a starter. The other note on the injury report here that is also good news for Bengals fans is that Sean Williams, not listed on the injury report at all. He was maybe eased back into his responsibilities last week a little bit while he really only played on special teams. Didn't I don't know if he played at all on defense last week, but we'll see if that changes this week when he goes full for the full week. And then one quick roster note, Jake. The Bengals signed linebacker Kendall Donerson to the practice squad. They released offensive tackle Josh Nipfel who they signed as an undrafted free agent back in April. But Donerson uh, was a seventh-round pick out of Southeast Missouri State by the Packers back in 2018. A guy, you mentioned it to me before we started recording, freak athlete. And uh, going to be interesting here to see you know, how he fits into the mix if he does uh, stick on the Bengals practice squad. I don't have high expectations for him, but it'll be interesting to see if he could stick around for the remainder of the year. Perhaps just insurance with Logan Wilson's injury. We might see Marcus Bailey active this week. Maybe they just want another guy just in case they need another linebacker for some reason. Kind of makes sense. Coming up next, we talk more about the offensive line because, well, Jim Turner talked to the media today and he he said some things that we we can't just gloss over. They They demand our attention. They demand our analysis. And so we're going to get into what Jim Turner had to say coming up next. This season, get football on your time with NFL Game Pass. You can catch every snap from every game with full game replays or see all the plays in just 45 minutes with condensed games. You can relive all the gutsy calls, crazy catches, wild comebacks, and breakout stars from every game every week. It's all the action, all the football you can handle all in one place. 
and NFL Game Pass is the only place you can replay every game all season long. You'll also learn from the league's best players with over 40 NFL Game Pass film session episodes. Go inside the game from a player's perspective as they break down the game's concepts and techniques. Learn from the best like Deshaun Watson, Stephon Gilmore, Devontae Adams, and many more. NFL Game Pass also provides access to the entire NFL Films archive. Go to nfl.com slash game pass to start your free trial today. NFL Game Pass, where football never stops. Winter is right around the corner and you got to get your car ready. So whatever you need to do, if there's windshield wipers or anything you need to fix before the weather gets chilly, you do it with one spot in one shop. It's rockauto.com. It's a family business serving auto parts customers online for more than two decades. Go to rockauto.com and see auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. It doesn't matter if you drive a Daewoo, a Toyota, a Honda, a Kia, a Fiat. They got it at rockauto.com. I've used them myself. You should too. Go to rockauto.com right now. See all the parts available for your car or truck in the rock bottom prices. Be sure to write locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. The offensive line has been a hot button issue for, well, years. And we're going to spend some time here on the Locked On Bengals podcast discussing it, Jake, because Jim Turner had some interesting comments today. And obviously he's been under fire, as has Zach Taylor and this entire organization But the Bengals offensive line coach, uh, we asked for him uh, late last week, early this week, and they made him available. And he had plenty to say, and he talked about Jonah Williams' development and and how he's going to get better and how he's confident Mike Jordan's going to improve and how they're really searching for things at right guard. But I think the thing that people heard or probably saw quotes of, and and you probably haven't heard this yet, but you're going to hear it right now. This is Jim Turner, and this is a clip, and I apologize in advance. I was typing on my laptop as this conference call was going. It's not a Zoom. It was a conference call. Uh, So the audio isn't the best, but this is Bengals offensive line coach Jim Turner on the one and only Bobby Hart. Well, I'll tell you what I see from him. And if you really watch the games, right, so you really got to watch the game. You really got to watch these guys and see what the situation is, like when they give up pressures, when they give up sacks. Sometimes it's the quarterback holding the ball. Does he get it out on time? There's a timing to everything that we do. So it's not always what meets the eye. And I think that out of all of my players, Bobby Hart is the most underappreciated player and the most picked on player by everybody uh, from the media to whoever wants to talk football. And to me, nobody has put more time or effort into our offense, like in preparation for this season and understanding his weaknesses and then training and getting himself ready to play for this season. If you watch him play, right, he's played three solid games. And look, I know listening to that, you're like, what the hell is he talking about? Well, Jake, I thought the same thing because, and here's my reaction, because I, I think the the reputation for Bobby Hart is probably, and not even probably, is worse than what he's done over the past three games. Uh, and part of that has to do with just how bad right guard has been. Uh, you said it before. He hasn't been the worst Bengals offensive lineman, which says a lot about their offensive line. But here's what worries me about this quote. Jim Turner clearly lacks self-awareness. He decided to go out and kind of attack Bobby Hart's um, 
the, the people that have criticized him and the people that have ripped him um, and, and said fans and media. And the reality is, is your offensive line sucks, Jim. As a group, they're awful. And you can say it's because Xavier Suofilo got hurt or, or whatever it is or make whatever excuse, you know, no, no OTAs, no preseason, whatever. But for all of 2020, and I'm just going to say 2020, you've defended this group and said that they were going to be fine. Heck, I even asked him if he thought the answers were in that building. And he said yes. And yet three games in, Joe Burrow's getting his head kicked in and getting hit more than any other quarterback in the league. And, and so for you to to attack Bobby Hart's detractors and the people that are coming at him and say it's unfair and all this stuff. Honestly, Jake, I think it's completely and utterly ridiculous. And, and it just shows how unaware and let, you know, the lack of self-awareness from, from one Jim Turner. I, I get that he is defending one of his players and technically Jim Turner is probably right when he says Bobby Hart's playing some of his best football. The problem is, is that that's a very, very, very low bar. And so when you say things like, you know, when you say things recognizing that Mike Jordan has had his struggles this year, that Fred Johnson has had his struggles this year, that, that Jonah Williams has had his struggles this year, you, you have to say the same thing about the guy that leads NFL tackles in pressures given up. Bobby Hart's given up 15 pressures. He's not the least efficient pass blocking tackle in the league, according to PFF. That's somebody who plays for Washington named Jerron Christian Sr. And then there's a rookie, Andrew Thomas, who's getting his ass kicked a little bit in New York. But then it's Bobby Hart, who's given up 15 pressures on 162 pass blocking reps. That's something that you, you have to acknowledge. You can't call a guy steady if he is in the bottom three, according to PFF numbers here, of, of pass blocking efficiency in the NFL. To, to Jim Turner's credit, I will say that at the start of this interview and audio that we're not going to play in this episode, he did say we need to be better. The quarterback couldn't really be playing better. We need to give Joe Burrow more time. We need to run the ball better because we can't rely on the quarterback to do everything. These are things that he said, but there's just something about Bobby Hart and Jim Turner the way that Bengals fans like to joke or seriously speculate about what Jim Turner has on Zach Taylor turns out they're just close fr family friends. If you, if you trace their roots back, there's the same sort of joke about well, what's Bobby Hart have on, on Jim <laughs> Turner that leads him to say he's steady. He, he's the guy I worry about the least on our offensive line. What, what is it? I don't get it. I don't get it either. I, it's just, it boggles my mind that this coaching staff felt that way. And I, and I think part of it, you know, you, you say certain things to, to not throw your guy under the bus, but this wasn't that this wasn't, you know, just being neutral and, and, and not trying to make 68 mad, i.e. Bobby Hart. This was going after the people that have criticized him and said, I, no one's worked harder. And this guy's done this and that. he's playing the best football of his career. And he's one of the worst tackles in the league, Jim. And I get it's been a revolving door at right guard, but wake up and realize that over the past year plus, you've done honestly nothing to make these guys develop and be better. Like Michael Jordan looked all right in week one, awful week two, probably a little better week three. Are we sure he's going to be good? I, I'm not. He didn't develop Trey Hopkins. He has nothing to do with that. 
We don't know if he's going to develop Jonah Williams properly. And, and that's the key here is this coaching staff feels like it it was so arrogant and it thought that it could get the most out of these guys and and make them a capable unit and they're awful in in this Bobby Hart comment and the the arrogance behind it he's playing the best football of his career but that's still bad Jim and, and you could you could have handled this completely different you know what I would have said Jake yeah he's he's got to improve just like everybody else and I would have been moving on and instead, he went out of his way to defend a guy that's one of the worst at his position in the NFL. And it, and it tells you that he's – this is a point you made when we weren't recording. He, he's reading and listening to what people are saying, right? Because if he's only talking about his own opinion, he doesn't give a shit. He doesn't have to defend Bobby Hart. He can just say, yeah, you know, Bobby's given up some sacks at bad times. Not all of them are as bad as they look, but he's got to get better just like everybody else. That's the quote. Let's get out of here. But But Jim Turner – uh, you know, chip on his shoulder a little bit, I think. Feels like he needs to defend himself, and he does need to defend himself. You know, it's not... I, I wonder how many offensive line coaches are being requested this year that are coaching good offensive lines. You know, you think they're up there in Cleveland saying, hey, Bill, let, let me talk to you, Mr. Callahan. What, what's going on with... Why is your offensive line so good? You have to... No, no, everyone's like, yeah, Bill Callahan's offensive line's performing great. Let's just talk about, you know... Nobody's asking for it. You know what I'm getting at here. Sure. Yeah. It, it, it's a, it's a rarity. And um, I, heck, I, I was thinking back to Frank Pollock's days, and I only covered him for you know about half a year. I feel like uh, before moving to Cleveland, but I don't remember him talking a ton. He certainly didn't have a press conference. And again, this was just a conference call with the writers, uh, and you probably won't hear that audio elsewhere. It's good that we, I, I was lucky enough to snag some of it. Sorry again for the typing, but it's just. It's delusional, Jake. And it and, and if I'm a fan today, and we saw it on Twitter, um, you know, just just reaction to this, you're pissed off because these are the same people calling the shots for Joe Burrow, and you don't want that because you know Joe's legit, and I don't know about Zach Taylor, and I feel like we know right now about Jim Turner that it's just not going to get done. Maybe it does. But I, I just don't see it, uh, specifically if they're not going to bring in mega talented players that don't need developed, because I don't know why you would coach or trust coach Jim Turner to develop your offensive line. My, my favorite tweet that I've seen so far comes from Evan McPhillips, who, who works for PFF. He does a PFF Bengals account. He, he <laughs> tweeted, if I'm so bad at playing the tuba that I can't even produce a single note. And then next year, I learned to play one note. I guess that technically I'm playing the best tuba of my career. And, and, and that, that's exactly <laughs> what I was saying earlier about, about the Bobby Hart quote there. You, you know what this also makes me think about is Zach Taylor did a press conference today too. And he said that we need to, we need to be leading in games. And that, you know, that, that takes some of the pressure off of the offensive line. And, and what that really translates as is this offensive line is the same issue it had last year where when other teams know that we're straight drop back passing, when they know that our running game isn't working, when they know we need points, we need to go quick, we can't protect our quarterback. And so we need to be playing with a lead to keep the defense on its heels just enough and this maybe what we saw, I don't know, maybe what we saw in the middle of that Philly game that, that we can buy Joe some time, that we can hide this offensive line a little bit and they just can't do it in the, in the pure passing situations just like we saw last year, just like Joe and I talked about on this podcast last year. I, I'm, a, I'm a broken record here talking about it again a year later. Time is uh, a flat circle, Jake. 
Time is a flat circle. Okay, that's enough of Jim Turner talk. Up next, I'll uh, cross over. We'll get the latest on, on the Jags in Jacksonville after they got beat down by Miami last week with Tony Wiggins of Locked On Jaguars. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's another Thursday, which means it's time for another Locked On crossover as the Bengals host the Jaguars this Sunday at Paul Brown Stadium in Cincinnati. And for more on this matchup, I welcome in Tony Wiggins, Locked On Jaguars. Make sure you check him out there and check out both of us every single Wednesday on the Locked On NFL podcast Tony, let's uh, let's dive in here uh, because there, there's there's plenty to discuss when when talking about these two teams. Um, when I look at the Jags, I assumed that they were going after Trevor, and it was the you know the tank for Trevor Lawrence. But they win that first game; they're really competitive. That second game in Tennessee, then they get blown out on Thursday Night Football. How are Jags fans feeling right now? Are they excited about what they have in Gardner Minshew, who's certainly a star in his own right, or are they still thinking about the draft and what shiny new quarterback they could get, uh, you know, next year in the draft? The answer is yes to all of that <laughs> because <laughs> uh, they, they, they run the gamut of all of those emotions. They, um, I've been one of those guys. I hate talking about tanking in football because I think it takes too many moving parts. You know, you got guys trying to put out good tape. You have coaches that actually want to save their jobs and GMs that want to save their jobs. So I don't know how you – and then their messaging is always about thinking about today and, and, and doing everything that you can. And you're talking about a team that kept 16 rookies. So how could you tell them to do and put their best foot forward and then also be thinking about getting the worst record in the league? So I'm always weary about how you actually do that with so many different levels and layers. But – it, it, you know, there we've seen teams do it in the past where you can put your best foot forward and still have an eye towards the future. However, they go out in the first game of the year and bring in Jay Gruden and bring in Ben McAdoo. Ben McAdoo's the quarterback coach, Jay Gruden's the offensive coordinator. And they go out and get off to a slow start and then come back and beat the Colts, who a lot of people picked to win the AFC South. They beat them in a come from behind game. And then all of a sudden, it was like everyone wanted to apologize to the coach and the GM and the fans' expectations were sky high. And then they go to Tennessee. They do the same thing, get off to a slow start, come roaring back and tie the game up with about two minutes to go. And then Gardner Minshew had a tip that got intercepted in, in, in what was a comeback effort. Everybody was sky high, man. And then they get a national, champ, a national televised game last week, and they laid an egg against Miami. And now they're low again. So they're all – tanking they're all talking about trevor lawrence and they're all talking about how did we end up here again so it's been pretty much a roller coaster man it's like 
one minute you're going for the moon and the, the next minute you're headed to the bottom of the ocean. I don't like this for the Bengals. Uh, you know, and I, I'm not saying I'm picking the Jags necessarily, but you're going to get a team now that's probably going to have DJ, DJ Chark back. James Robinson is, you know, had a huge game last week. He was the only guy that really showed up for that Thursday night game against Miami. This offense has a lot to prove. Yeah, they do have a lot to prove, and and they were embarrassed. Um, and and typically, what has happened in the, the the first two games, at least, they got up to really really auspicious and slow starts, and then they roared back. They weren't able to find that this week, this past week against Miami. They they weren't able to to find whatever it was that allowed them to come back. And now it looks like the the defense can't stop anybody. They haven't stopped anybody, you know, since the season started. And that's a change for Jacksonville because normally it was their defense that was doing all the damage and their offense couldn't score points. Well, now it's flipped. And they have a really good offense that knows how to manufacture points. And you mentioned DJ, DJ Chark and you mentioned James Robinson. DJ Chark is, I think, the best football player on the team. Mm-hmm. And James Robinson really keeps his head down and kind of reminds you of Kareem Hunt a little bit. Reminds you a little bit of uh, Mark Ingram a little bit. A little bit has that compact style of build. But he he's really, really, really has great vision. And uh, he's just a hardworking dude, man, who, who's going to be one of those guys in the future that's going to go in the top 15 in fantasy drafts because he does everything well. So he, he's just a, a really good football player. But the problem is, is in Jacksonville, and I've always said this, you plug one pipe up, another one pops. They, they just cannot seem to consistently get the plumbing right in the house. They, they can't do everything. They can't walk <laughs> and chew bubble gum at the same time. And, and it's evidence, and like right now, they're the total opposite of what they've been in the past. They've been a team that depended on ball control and defense and telling the offense, just give us 17 points. Now they're a team that says offense, give us 31 and hope we hope, hope we can hold on to a victory because they haven't been able to stop anybody on defense yet. Yeah. I really do like their offense, but I, I don't know much about their defense. I'll, I'll admit. And part of that is, you know, the fantasy footballer in me and having Chark on my fantasy team and lucking out and drafting James Robinson late in a couple of leagues. So let's flip the script and look at that defense for the Jags. What are they good at? What are they not so good at? And, and just kind of break it down because it seems like all of the, the guys that we knew, Jalen Ramsey, Calais Campbell, guys, A.J. Boye, all those guys, they're not there anymore. So, so who is? No, they're not there. Well, one guy that's here is, is someone you guys are very familiar with in the AFC North. And that guy's name is Joe Schobert. Mm-hmm. And uh, not so much that he's played well. He hasn't played poorly. But what he has done is allowed Miles Jack to move to his natural position, the weak side linebacker, instead of playing him at Mike. And Miles Jack, uh, a high draft pick a few years back in 2016, I believe. Mm-hmm. And he's played Sam, he's played Mike, and he was never really a natural at those things. And, and Schobert being here, uh, after Jack got a big contract extension last year, he wasn't a Mike, and he moved the weak side linebacker. And he's one of the top five weak side linebackers so far through this year, all year. He's playing at a very high level, he, right along with guys like Levante David and Demario Davis. He's really, really playing at that level. So Jobert has, has solidified the middle enough to the point where Jack can take that responsibility and go outside. The other player that came into the year looking like he was going to take that next step is Josh Allen. He only has one sack right now, and he hasn't really taken that step. Outside of that, it's a bunch of young guys. C.J. Henderson, the ninth overall pick, uh, looked lights out the first week. Uh, AFC defensive rookie of the week. The last two weeks looks like a guy who probably needs to be selling cars somewhere. It's just It's been up and down for him. So uh, K. LeVon Chason is the other first-round pick. 
He has a sack. He's very, very athletic. Still a lot to learn, uh, but uh, th- you're going to love this. The Jaguars are lacking a pass rush. So from what I've heard in Cincinnati and what I've seen on TV with Joe Burrow looking like he's about to die every single second, something has to give this weekend. Either the Jaguars are going to wake up and, and be able to get some confidence in their pass rush or Joe Sherbert's going to finally feel – he's going to feel like he's in Cabo San Lucas somewhere because he's going to feel like he's on vacation. Something has to give this week. Either one of these bad units – are going to play well, or the other one's going to really show you exactly how bad they are. No doubt about that. Something has to give this weekend. We'll see if the Bengals' offensive line can hold up. Certainly, Jim Turner thinks that Bobby Hart's going to be just fine against Caleb Von Chase on in that Jaguars front. I kid, I kid. Well, sort of. Isn't that wild? Isn't that wild? Anyways, we'll be back at it. Tomorrow, make sure if you haven't already, subscribe to the only Daily Bengals podcast out there. iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, Podbean, wherever you get your podcast, you can find the Locked On Bengals podcast. And until next time, for Jake Lisko, I'm James Erpine. Thank you so much for listening to the Locked On Bengals podcast. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.